gonna be just like senior year, except for funner. Hey guys, I'm Kendra. Hi, I'm Mercedes, and this week we're talking about the newest Hollywood rom-com release, Marry Me. But of course, Mercedes, we have to kick it <laughs> off with our celebrity crush of the week. Who are you crushing on this week? Oh my goodness. For me this week, it's Manny Jacinto. I just watched the other new rom-com release, I Want You Back. It's on Amazon Prime. And I can't wait to discuss it at some point with you, Kendra. Oh, yes. That's the one um, with, uh, with Jenny Slate. Yes, <laughs> yes, Jenny Slate. It's so good. And Manny Jacinto's character isn't, like, the best, but just seeing his charm and mm-hmm. his face, obviously, and, like, he's just so beautiful, and, like, his voice is so soothing that anything he says, I'm like, oh, I love you. Wait, I don't know who that is. It's so funny, Mercedes. You literally teach me about new people, and then I go and watch them and fall in love with them, too, because Did I feel like... Watch... Did you ever watch The Good Place? He's on The Good Place. Okay, no, I didn't watch The Good Place, but, like, you had, like, one week you had a crush on, uh, is it Dominic Fica? Yeah, and I was like, okay, I watched it. I was like, okay, I love him too now. So, okay, <laughs> Manny Jacinto, I'm going to have to go and look up all of his stuff because I'm probably going to fall in love with him. Um, but your crush. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so like I said, I've been catching up on Euphoria. My freaking goodness, what is happening on that oh show? God. Tell me why I have been crying the past two episodes. Like I've just Every been, single one, yeah. I've just been I'm crying. Like- <laughs> I'm like pacing around the room when I watch or I have to like pause it and I'm like this is this is enough for me. Yeah, it's it's a lot. This. It has been heavy. It has been heavy, but it has also made me fall more and more in love with Coleman Domingo who plays Ali. Yes. Oh and, my god, yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because I actually met him and this was before Euphoria was even a show. So, at one of my previous jobs, he came in to pitch a show and like my job as the assistant was to go and greet the people and then take them to the room and get them like water and whatever and, and stuff. <laughs> so like I walked all the way with him up to like our our floor and he was so nice. He this was when he was on underground. I'm pretty sure he was on uh underground okay. at the time and he was so nice and he just has such a sexy voice. Like I just want him to whisper sweet nothings in my ear. <laughs> but he's very nice. Yeah. He's probably the best Euphoria character. Like, he's oh, the one yeah. you love the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're constantly rooting for him. Constantly. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I have a tendency to fall for gay men. <laughs> it's just, like, so very frustrating. I saw that he's married and he's been married for a minute. And I'm like, okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, you're like, good for you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, guys, we want to welcome you to this month because this is the month of J-Lo. We are dedicating all episodes for the next month to the queen, Jenny from the block, Miss J-Lo, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kendra, I'm so excited to talk about J-Lo this month. I don't know if you know this about me, but hmm. me and J-Lo go way back as besties in my head. Okay. Like, I've loved her since I was so young. I used to draw portraits of us side by side, and I would draw hoop earrings where they'd say BFF in one ear and then our initials in the other. So oh. like JLo and MGB. <laughs> I loved her. I would wear these. I would wear sunglasses and I'd be like, these are my JLo shades. Like I would always wear these like baseball caps or Baker Boy caps and be like, this is my JLo hat. Because one time she wore this in like an album cover. We're like, like Funny. I used to carry around the album booklets with me and like read her lyrics, which now I know more about her music past. So I'm a little more shocked by it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I loved her. And I think like 
as a young as most young Latinas, you mm-hmm. watch Selena for the, like that's your first introduction of J Lo is the Selena movie, and like to yeah. this day I watch it monthly. I don't even log in on Letterbox anymore because I love it so much. Oh, wow, really? That is so yeah. impressive. Do you remember the very first time you ever heard her, or like the very first time you saw I, her? Okay, so that movie came out in '97, so I was like barely two at that point. So obviously no memory. So like it had to be early 2000s where like I saw that movie and I would watch it with me family all the time and mm-hmm. I just became obsessed with Selena and J-Lo and then I found out like J-Lo had her own music so I was so excited my dad would always burn me her CDs so this is so like nostalgic for me because I've watched like all of her movies so many times I'm so excited wait okay this is the thing I'm so sad that we can't do this movie of J-Lo's because it's not a rom-com the best J-Lo movie of all time is Anaconda I don't care what anyone says <laughs> it is the best J-Lo movie that movie is epic that is a movie I consistently revisit all the time I will rewatch that movie forever <laughs> wow controversial take the best J-Lo movie have you not seen Hustler? Okay, I thought you were going to say enough, actually. So that's really funny. That you enough said, is so... Enough is intense. I don't like to rewatch enough. <laughs> I know. You know what? I'm going to tell you a secret, Mercedes, and you're going to hate me. I've actually never seen Selena. And the reason why is because her story is just so disturbing to me yeah. that, like, she was killed by a fan. I don't know if it actually, like, shows it in the movie, but it's just, like, I don't want to see... I don't know. It's weird. Because she was so young, too, right? And she yeah. was so prominent, and she made such a big impact on her community, I think it just makes me sad whenever I I read about her or I hear about her, anything like that. For some reason, it just rocks me differently, you know? It's heartbreaking. It really yeah. is, like, the most heartbreaking story. They don't show the actual murder. So if you if that was, like, a trigger warning for you, if you want to watch it. And, like, yeah. most of the movie is so positive just about, like, her story. And they don't even really get into, like, her family dynamics that much because her parents, her family produced it. It's, for the most part, it's lovely. And then at the end, you're just, like, crying, listening to Dreaming of You. So yeah, yeah. You're happy I most of the time. I bet. I mean, I love, I love that you have such a strong sense of your identity as a Latina. And I'm curious, like, how has J-Lo kind of shaped that for you? Yeah, I mean, she's like the staple Latina in rom-coms, even though she only usually plays a Latina in some of the rom-coms. Sometimes she's Italian. Sometimes she's Italian. later. Yes. We'll get into that a little later. But I, I'm just so stoked because I've loved her rom-coms especially for so long. And I've rewatched them so many times through. Yeah. Yeah, I could probably recite them at this point. So I'm just so excited to get into them. Oh my goodness. 100%. Okay, so this is TLDR where we recap the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Just a heads up, there will be spoilers in this recap. You can stream Marry Me on Peacock or you can go and see it at your local theater. Take it away, Mercedes. Yes, so this movie follows superstar Kat Valdez, played by Jennifer Lopez, who's engaged to fellow pop star Bastion, played by Maluma. The two plan to get married. Yes, <laughs> the two plan to get married at their concert, as their top charting song "Marry Me" has become like a major hit. So they're gonna get married at the concert. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Cut to Charlie Gilbert, played by Owen Wilson, who's a Brooklyn-based divorced dad, math teacher, who's guilted into going to this concert wedding with his friend Parker, played by Sarah Silverman, and his middle school daughter Lou, played by Chloe Coleman. And seconds before the wedding, Kat is shown a tablet of Bastion cheating on her with her very own assistant. Ugh. And she's just, exactly. She's so stunned and heartbroken on stage that she spots Charlie holding a sign that says, marry me. And is just like, yes, I will. And even though it's in reference to the song, and but she takes it literally. <laughs> and the two are then married in front of the whole world, live streamed in front of everyone. 
One and million people. <laughs> yes. And the two agreed to just remain married for a few months just till everything settles down. The spectacle dies down a little bit. And Charlie's reluctant to understand her public life. But as the two spend more time together, their bond grows, which is so sweet to see. But things take a turn when Bastion creeps back into Kat's life. And Charlie kind of just recedes out of respect for Kat's happiness. And at a Jimmy Fallon taping to promote her newest song, Kat then realizes her true feelings for Charlie in the middle of the taping, leaves races to the airport to make a grand gesture at his daughter's mathlete competition and the two reunite with Kat holding her very own marry me sign for Charlie. (laughs) So sweet. We love a good grand gesture. (laughs) So this is a brand new movie that just came out uh, this past Friday, February 11th. It's directed by Kat Koiro, who you may know from the Peacock show Girls 5 Ever and Dead to Me. It was also written by John Rogers, who wrote Catwoman. Tammy Sager, who wrote The Great on Hulu, Inside Amy Schumer, and 30 Rock, and also Harper Dill from The Mindy Project. Ooh. Like, I just think, first of all, as I said in the beginning, where I said is like, my favorite J-Lo movie is Anaconda, mm-hmm. and I love to see J-Lo and Owen Wilson back together because they actually both starred in Anaconda in 1997. <laughs> Way back when. Oh Way back goodness. when. No. Did you know this movie is actually based on a graphic novel by the same name? It's by Bobby Crosby. A graphic novel? See, when I hear graphic novel, I think of, like, Marvel superheroes. Literally. Yeah, same. I was shocked. I had to double (laughs) reference that with my brothers. But, yeah. (laughs) A graphic novel. No, I'm very impressed. It's also very impressive how somehow miraculously neither J-Lo nor Owen Wilson have aged. They look exactly the same to me. I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, everyone knows J-Lo is, like, indestructible. Like, she's never going to age. But even, like, Owen Wilson is still out here looking good. I'm like, okay. Hello, Owen. No, <laughs> no, it's impressive. It is very impressive. I, oh my gosh, I'll never get over JLo's face. It's just like, <laughs> and also, oh my god, do you know the wedding gown she wears for like the ceremony in front of everyone? It's ninety-five pounds. Ninety-five. Only JLo could be a boss and wear a ninety-five pound dress yeah, like that. For real. And I for love real. that she was like so. She was so interested and involved in her character. That she, like, she spotted that wedding gown on a runway and she was like, that's what Cat would wear. We need to get that. And I love that. That dress is beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I want the veil. I want the veil so badly. (laughs) I think we need to have a time where we just rank, like, best rom-com dresses because this is up there with, like, Kate Hudson's yellow dress from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Just, like, iconic, iconic. And also, fun fact, this was Maluma's very first film. We always love to see a musician spreading their acting wings. So congrats to Maluma for your very first film. It's always scary. (laughs) Also, another first. This is the first J-Lo rom-com directed by a woman. Did you know that? Isn't that crazy? I was shocked when I found that out. That is so, I mean, first of all, we need more women directors, period. But next of all, the amount of rom-coms that J-Lo has been in and not a single one of them has ever been directed Mm -hmm. by a woman. That is insane. I was surprised. And another thing about this director, she loves to hide little classic poetry references in all of her movies. That's a little thing she does. So you'll notice in this that Keats, John Keats, the romantic poet, is brought up multiple times. Kat quotes him at the beginning when she's writing her vows to Maluma. And then later, Charlie mentions that he loves Keats. And like my little English major heart was just fluttering. I was like, oh, wow, Keats. You are one of the most eclectic people I've ever met, Mercedes. You just know <laughs> so you. much about so many different things. It's very interesting. Oh impressive. my god. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> All right, guys, this is Time Capsule. We just like to recall where we were 
when we saw this movie, which was like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> so Mercedes, like when you first watched this movie, first of all, where did you watch it? What did you think? How did you feel? I watched it at home. I watched it on Peacock. And I was so excited because this is our first movie that we've done that's like a new release. Yeah. So it wasn't just new to both of us. It was just new to the world. Exactly. So that was so exciting because, I mean, anytime I watch a new movie, I love to discuss it with a couple of my friends. We have a whole group chat. We're like, okay, let's do a whole discourse back and forth about this movie. (laughs) And they haven't watched it yet. So I've been like patiently waiting for them to do it. But I was reading through like all the letterbox reviews after. And some of them were just so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, I bet. Dude. The yeah. memes that have come out of this have been <laughs> iconic. Iconic. <laughs> it's so funny, Mercedes, because I was texting. I was like, I don't have Peacock. How do yeah. I watch this movie? I lived down the street from the movie theaters. I could literally walk, and I was just being so lazy. Because this new job that I have is fully remote, so I have been glued to my couch for like a week and a half. It's been, been kind of nice. <laughs> so I was like texting you because I, I already used my free trial period for Peacock to watch Yellowstone. Of and course. so I had to... Yeah, so I was like texting, I was like, how do I watch this? So I just, I bought a Peacock account, and it's fine, because now I can watch every J-Lo thing and Yellowstone at the same time. So, yeah, it worked out. What else have you been up to, though, this week? Oh, my goodness. So I've been, like, in a whirlwind of new releases. So, like, season two of Dollface on Hulu just came out. Love is Blind on Netflix season two just came out. Yeah. So I've been, like, so focused on, like, an assortment of cringe and comedy. And, like, Mm -hmm. so going into this viewing was so fun. And then I also just watched the new I Want You Back rom-com on Prime. So, like, there was a lot of new releases for Valentine's Day weekend, and I was loving them all. What were you up to? Oh, gosh. Okay, so Mercedes, like I said, I started a new job last week, and I love it. Everyone is so nice. Everyone is so welcoming. Everyone is so genuine. But it's just kind of that, like, new job jitter type of feeling, right? Like, I'm very eager, and I want to jump in. I want to do everything, but I also don't know anything. So I'm still, I have to sit back and learn and observe and be a fly on the wall. And so it was nice to, like, have a Friday night. Like, I felt like watching this movie was kind of like a cherry on top of a good first week like I was proud of myself for getting through my first week of a new job because it's it's been a while I think everyone could can relate to those feelings of having a new job and just wanting to like be impressive and do a good job just Mm -hmm. right off the bat so it was nice to just like sit back on a Friday night watch this movie get a little rom-com feel so I'm very grateful oh I love that the beginning of a new job always feels like the first day of school for me like that whole first Mm. week it's like I'm going into the first day of school again and I'm like shaking and anxious (laughs) literally (laughs) and I'm just like I want everyone to love me (laughs) yeah exactly exactly well welcome guys to the rom-com hall of fame but of course first Mercedes unfortunately we have to roast this movie right this is a brand new movie that just came out but we have to talk about what does not work in it and I would love to hear your opinion I I have some thoughts You got some thoughts. Let's hear those thoughts. (laughs) So my first observation, and I'll probably mention this as we go on during our like few weeks of J-Lo, and it's something to be mindful of, that J-Lo's rom-com characters always fall in love with a white man. And I don't know, I just thought it was really interesting to look at like why she only ends up happy with a white dude. And like, I don't know, like Owen Wilson is the whitest of the white. So like Kat and Charlie and Diem together and like, Maluma's also like the first relationship she's had in a rom-com that's Latino, someone who's not just white, white. (laughs) So and then he ends up being like the villain of the story and like a toxic cheater. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting because aside from Made in Manhattan, who's that's directed by Wayne Wang, all of her movies have been directed by white people. And mind you, this is a woman. So that adds a whole other gaze to this. But yeah, so like 
she's fallen into the white gaze and as the romantic lead in a lot of films. So I think that's interesting. Kat says it herself in this movie where she's worked and like she puts in all this work, but she never gets the credit she deserves. I think that narrative can really be aligned with JLo's career too. Like she's put in all this work and like does all this stuff and like doesn't really get the award or the credit. And like that's kind of long deserved for her longevity of her career. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, I have some I have some thoughts there too, Mercedes. Yeah. Um, so on my TikTok page, I also talk about what it's like to be a late bloomer, just someone who's mm-hmm. older who has very little to no experiences in romantic relationships. And I've noticed that whenever I talk about celebrity crushes or like people that I had a crush on in the past, I always get a slew. It's primarily black women being like, oh my gosh, you like white guys. Oh my gosh, why why do you like white guys? That's gross. That's something Mm -hmm. deep-rooted. You need help. It's a mental health problem. Mm -hmm. And that has honestly been like my biggest pet peeve on TikTok, like on the platform as a whole. Yeah, It's what's really upsetting about it is me personally, I grew up in a predominantly white community. I was one of the very few black kids. So In terms of like when I was growing up and my identity was developing in terms of relationships, all that was around me were white people, right? And so what makes me mad about that, one, it's like the policing of who people like that I don't that I don't like. And then also, too, when you are in a relationship, you want to be with someone who wants to understand you. You want to be with someone who wants to do the work to try to understand you as a person, the things that you're going through, how you think and how you feel. I don't like this notion that, you know, I I understand the importance of protecting black love because it's something that has tried to be destroyed for so long. Mm -hmm. But what I don't like about complete strangers policing who I like on the Internet is I know me really well and I want to be with someone who wants to get to know me equally. I don't like this idea that just because I'm with someone who is the same race as me they're automatically going to understand everything about me because that's not the case. Yeah. I don't want a black man to come into my life and just assume he's going to know everything about me as a black woman. And so he doesn't care to ask me those questions, to ask me how I feel, to ask me what I think about things because he's just going to assume. And so I think what's most important in a relationship is knowing yourself. And so when knowing yourself, you can be with someone and you can see the effort that they're trying to put in to get to know you. And so that's why I always feel some type of way when people are like, oh, my gosh, you like you like white guys. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Also, you're not going to be at my wedding. So why do you care, complete stranger on the Internet? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I can I can like who I like. And so that's just what I have to say to that. And I understand, like, obviously in Hollywood, it's different because a lot of this stems from white supremacy. And so I I get like, okay, if it's a white director, obviously, they're going to put a white lead in. Like, we have fought so hard for diversity in Hollywood. But I guess like this, this comment just hit me a little bit harder because it's something I've been dealing with very recently, like on TikTok. So Ooh, yeah, I just want to say that. Yeah. Do you have anything to roast? about <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So <sighs> I was like horribly teased in high school Ooh. about literally everything, like even just for breathing. And so I feel like the kids making fun of Lou at the math competition. I just wanted to yeah. slap all of them. I also, was like, like <laughs> even the mathly instructor of the other team was making fun of her. Yeah. I was like, this is so uncalled for. It's so immature too. like mm-hmm. grow up. Who are you? I yeah. was. I was triggered by that because it's just like I it just made me feel so bad. And I just wish I could just like talk to her and reassure her and just like because that's what I wanted someone to do for me is to just be like, you know what, you're gonna be so much better than those kids make you out to be. And look, she freaking answered the question right, and even though they they lost, she still got it right and she 
she did something powerful, which was overcoming her fears. And so I guess my roast is just like, don't tease people, especially if you're an adult. Do not tease people. Stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah, that was absurd. Yeah. Another roast I have is actually the lack of chemistry between Kat and Charlie. Mm. I don't know if you agree with me, but like nothing between these two like shows me why they would want to be together in the end. Yeah. And like there's no like magic to their relationship. It's a great story of how they met. But other than that, I'm like. Why are these two going to be together? And like, I don't know, I have a hard time rooting for a love story just for like the sake that it's a love story. Like I want something to be there and I want to like, I want to understand these characters as individuals and like I want a compelling journey for them where it's just not like, oh, and suddenly we're in love. And it's like, where did this come from? You know what I mean? I agree with you. I felt like there was absolutely no motivation for why they were trying to make it work. Other than like Kat's like, I want something different. I want to know, like, what was there that was worth fighting for, right? Because that's the whole point of relationships is you want something worth fighting for. And I'm curious, Mercedes, like, what do you think is, like, a key staple thing in a relationship that should be worth fighting for all the time? Ooh, I mean, like, I'm big on wholehearted safety with a partner. Mm. So, like, and not even, like, safety as in, like, oh, they can protect me, but, like, safety in the way of reliability of, like, oh, even in, like, my worst forms, this person can, like, stick around. Yep. And whether that be, like, mental health, worst form, like, anything that, like, makes it, like, your lowest point for you personally, Mm. I would want, like, that reliability and that type of safety of being, like, oh, I know this person is going to, like, be there. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for me, it's definitely like this level of respect. I think how you fight is Mm -hmm. is is just as important as how you love. Right. And so I think if you're in a relationship where even like the way that you guys fight or have disagreements is respectful, like that is that is something worth fighting for. To just have someone where even at, at your lowest moments, they still respect you on a basic human level is really important. I know you got more to roast, though, so tell me. Oh <laughs> tell me more of your thoughts. So, a lot of these aren't really roasts, but they are observations. And okay. there's something that I've coined the J-Lo whisper. Okay. And I will definitely be pointing it out. And now that I've said it, you won't forget it when you watch. So I'm sorry if it brings you out, like if it takes you out of a movie viewing. I love it. I um, love it. I will be addressing it for the next few weeks because it's just so interesting to me. And it always comes up in the most serious, dramatic, emotional scene. And then J-Lo starts to whisper her lines. It's happened since Selena. <laughs> like even like Mi Familia, she's doing this. And I, she notoriously does it. And I, I'm just so curious because I've never seen another actor do it. If anyone can any other actors doing this please let me know and here she does it when she realizes on Jimmy Fallon that her new song is really like about Charlie yeah. and she she's like there and she's like oh my god I love him and starts whispering <laughs> and like she wait we're saying to do that again <laughs> she's like oh my god I love him I can't even like really do it without laughing I love this technique I don't know where she learned it but I'm obsessed with the Jayla whisper <laughs> the Jayla whisper <laughs> Okay, I'm going to look out for that now. Do you have, like, a favorite line from her past movies that she's whispered? <laughs> um, In The Wedding Planner, she's like, oh, she's like, I'm a beacon for unavailable men. And she whispers <laughs> it to Matthew McConaughey or something. And I I recite that to all the time because I'm like, wow, what a line. <laughs> I love it. I love oh my it. Gosh. Oh, gosh. I think overall, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie, but I am always down for any excuse to just sit back and watch Owen Wilson. I love him. 
I love Wedding Crashers. Still to this day, that is the funniest movie. I would love for us to do that movie for what I'm episode. curious, though, because every time I watch Owen Wilson, I picture Lightning McQueen from Cars. I cannot, like, get that out of my head. So, And I don't know if that, like, says my age as, like, a Pixar kid. But, like, every time I'm just like, oh, yes, you are a car. I have never seen Cars. Oh, my God. That is the only Pixar. I'm telling you right now, that is the only Pixar movie I've And you love seen. Owen Wilson? And I love Owen Wilson. And I And I loved Cars growing up. Like, I had a collection of toy cars, like Hot Wheels. Oh, I had, like, 150 of them. Okay. And I've never seen Cars. I have no idea why. It just hasn't been my moment. It hasn't been my time yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's cute. It's a sweet one. Yeah. What are your um, other observations? Because I feel like you, yeah. you look like you're itching to say more, Mercedes. I just oh want you to get it all out there. Just get it all out there. So I do honest. have to say, this isn't a roast. This is mostly, I am appreciative of this. But I'm really okay. happy that Kat is a successful Latina in this movie. Yeah. Because J-Lo usually plays an Italian for her to be successful on screen in a rom-com. Like, I, I've talked about this with my friends before, where she usually plays an ethnically ambiguous character mm-hmm. or an Italian when she has, like, professional success. And then she usually plays Latina on screen when she's a service role or lower income, like in Made in mm-hmm. Manhattan. Or even second act with Vanessa Hudgens, she's lower income there and she like rises in her professional world but like it's so interesting to me because then we see her like in the wedding planner she's italian or like monster in law she like has all these random jobs but she's like making it work and like thriving in la yeah and it's just so interesting to me i've never noticed that but also i i haven't seen as many j-lo rom-coms as you have i think i've seen like the big like five (laughs) that's what i'm calling the big five (laughs) j-lo rom-coms and so I'm going to, I mean, that's something to watch out for. I mean, I noticed that too with like black rom-coms as well. Yeah. Of like, okay, what is their history? What's their background? What are their interests? How is it, how is it like actually aligned with the character and how is it just a stereotype of black people? So mm-hmm. I like that we both noticed that in our, in our communities. But I want to hear, Mercedes, what was your favorite quote from this movie? Did you have one? Oh my God. Okay. So my favorite quote is kind of random. It's at their little dance and they enter and the Glee Club is singing Marry Me. And Owen Wilson goes, When did the Glee Club learn Marry Me? (laughs) I love this quote because it gave me a flashback to season two of Glee, the (laughs) show, when they sing Bruno Mars's Marry You at the Furt wedding, the Curtin Finn wedding. Oh. Of their parents. And I was like, oh my God, should I rewatch Glee? And like, <laughs> That's so funny. funny. What was your favorite quote? Okay. I really liked when Kat says, No, it's like math. When you get a problem wrong, you just don't give up on it. Keep trying till you get it right. And I like that quote because she's talking about a relationship, right? And I just feel like our generation doesn't, either just doesn't know or just doesn't want to fight for love anymore and I think it's frustrating as someone who just like really desires like I want to be married one time and I want to be married forever (laughs) and I want to be with like a good person and I just feel like we are in this age where it's so easy to just swipe through people and just always concentrating on what is next and what is coming afterwards that no one wants to just like fight for something good that you have now and I'm a fighter like I'm a lover I'm also a fighter and I'm very loyal too and so yeah. I just I like that analogy of you just you fig you figure it out and you keep trying to figure it out. Obviously, if something is not working or it's harmful for you, like get out of a bad situation. Yeah. But I think a lot of us are just like, oh, I'm bored. We should we shouldn't be married anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
And I just wish it wasn't like that, you know? Yeah, keep pushing along. Keep pushing along, exactly. So if this movie came up on your Tinder feed, would you swipe left or would you swipe right? Kendra, I'm swiping left and I feel so bad. Sorry, oh. JLo. I did have fun watching it. Yeah. But I I don't think it's not a rewatch for me. So I'm going to say swipe left. Yeah. And this is not a reflection on JLo at all. We love you, Jenny yeah. from the block. Um, <laughs> I'm swiping left as well. Like I said, love any excuse to sit on my couch and watch a rom-com. But I think that was a one-time watch for me. As much as I love JLo and Owen Wilson, it was a one-time watch for me. But let's get into couples therapy, Mercedes. This is a time, guys, where we just love to offer advice on how the couples can improve their relationship in the movie. And so I'm just curious, Mercedes, if you were Charlie in this situation, you were dragged to this concert wedding and all of a sudden this huge musician was like, yes, I'll marry you. What would you do in that situation? Oh, my goodness. So it would depend on who it was. I couldn't just marry anybody any old any old guy up there <laughs> but then i like put it in perspective and i'm like if harry styles was having a public wedding and needed I, me to get up there i would be hustling at that stage <laughs> of course even before he wouldn't even have to point me out i'd be like yeah i'm here i'm already but, like, up here think about okay so the hard part with charlie was just kind of like integrating into cat's life right because it's, yeah. she's always on like there's always She's always on camera. Someone's always recording. She's always online. Uh, There's always attention drawn to everything that she does. Do you think you could live a life like that? Not at all. <laughs> Just flat out no. <laughs> um, I would have a panic attack every day. Hmm. But if they do like elevate it to a whole different level, I think, for this. Because she is like so tuned in to like her public persona and like her social media presence. Which I think a lot of, I don't know, I'd argue that a lot of superstars, once they're at that level, like you hear less about them. Or, like, you see less of them unless they're, like, a Kardashian and they built their whole platform on, like, being seen. You yeah. know? Where, like, but in terms of, like, Harry Styles, like, you don't hear about him unless he wants you to hear about him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And not a musician, but actress. Like, an actress I really respect who I think actually does really well in terms of, like, media attention is Kira Knightley. Like, you literally don't know anything about her unless you, like, she wants you to know something about That's her. so true. Yeah, right? Oh like, when gosh. was the last time you heard about Kira Knightley in the press? But no, she's, like, never. A, a, she's a famous actress, and she's, she consistently works. Yeah. She, always, she always has a new movie coming out. And I, and I really love that about her as a person, just, like, her career, how she's managed that, right? Have she you? Could, yeah. Uh, have but, you ever seen that picture of Kira Knightley when she was dating Jamie Dornan? This is, like, early 2000s, and it's, like, a paparazzi picture. And they are in the most, like, absurd early 2000s outfits. Like, Jamie, like, her pants are so low-rise that you don't know how they're on. And then Jamie Dornan's pants are, like, balloon pants. Like, they're huge denim pants that, like, you're, like, he's drowning in denim right now. And it is so funny to me. And every time I see it, I crack up because then they're ha they have, like, funny hats on. I love it. I love early 2000s looks. You know what's so funny? I Okay, first of all, didn't even know that they dated. Next of all, I didn't even know that Jamie Dornan was a thing before... Fifty Shades of Grey. Is that bad? Like, no, I don't think anybody did. I didn't see these pictures till like years later. Okay, okay. I was like, I didn't even know. Okay, good. I love Jamie Dornan. Yeah. Don't get me started on my Irishman. I love him. I love him. <laughs> uh, I think, okay, so going back to like couples therapy, I think yeah. something that obviously we both recognize is there's such a, there's so many similarities between Kat and, and J-Lo. And mm -hmm. to be honest, I feel like my advice is kind of for both of them. Like, Ooh. so with Kat, you know, there's that scene where she's sitting in Charlie's house and Charlie is like, well, haven't you been married like four times or something like yeah. that? And I was just like, ooh, personal attack on J-Lo. Like, that's mm -hmm. what I thought. And I was like, oh, no, like, that's that's her character. 
And I think too with like JLo, I was heartbroken when it didn't work with A-Rod. I was like, they are they are perfect together. I thought mm-hmm. so anyways. Um, and I guess I just I I would want I would love to see JLo single. Just like yeah. by herself. I just think she's such a powerhouse. And obviously there are some people who just do better when they are in relationships. They feel like they are a better person. But I would just love to see what JLo can accomplish just single by herself, unbothered by men. And so I think my advice for both her and Kat is just like spend some time just truly alone because it's in those moments when you're by yourself that you get so much clarity on like mm-hmm. who you are and what you want. I had the same observation where like an it was in that same scene where they're really talking about like her constant like she's always with her entourage or she's with a significant other. Yeah. And she really doesn't ever give herself a space to like feel heartbreak or like to heal from heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so necessary to just like give yourself time separate from anything else mm-hmm. just so you can like find your way back again. You know Absolutely. what I mean? 100%. And I, I feel like for Charlie, too, I just want him to stop being so afraid. Because honestly, if you reflect uh. back on the movie, we never actually get a justification for his fears and his hesitation. He even said that his past marriage was a good marriage. Like, she just didn't want him anymore, essentially, which yeah. like can be very hurtful, obviously. But I just feel like his wife didn't die. She didn't, like, cheat on him. There was no justification mm-hmm. for why he's so hesitant to just, like, jump all in. And I think love really does require that for you to just jump in. And so, Charlie, I want you to stop being so afraid. I want you to just take a chance and take a risk and, and yes. see where it leads. <laughs> I I said the same thing. Like, he needs to say yes more mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. continue to do that because he does a little more at the toward the end. But I also think he kind of has a tendency to ride the line into, like, toxic nice guy territory where, I don't know, like, he seems like the type to be like, I'm such a nice guy. Why is my life like this? You know? And you're like, actually, I know why. So, like, like he's sorry, Charlie, but I don't know. Like, I I hope Kat checks him, checks him on that, calls him out on that. Because even, like, the stuff he says really calls her out on, like, her relationship stuff. I'm like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. you don't know this woman. Like, you can't, like, say these assumptions through the lens of celebrity yeah, either, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And I yeah. feel like, too, if we're talking about their love languages, I feel like Kat is really big on gifts, like giving things. Ooh. Like that whole Coney Island thing was awesome, but also just like crazy, you know, yeah. like, yeah, rented out Coney Island. What? <laughs> and I know. I, impressive. Impressive. Yeah. And I think acts of service, too, is another one. I think Ooh. just like she is one for grand gestures. Like that is kind of her persona. Yeah. She doesn't know how to do things on a smaller level. And I think what she needs in return are words of affirmation. She needs to see your commitment to, and see you follow through on your word, right? Because action speaks so much louder than words. And Bastion was over here saying all these things, but then his actions did not reflect that. So I feel like she needs both a level of words of affirmation and like acts of service to go along with it. So I completely agree with you. I think like her acts of service are totally shown in like dancing with like the mathletes in the classroom and like taking a plane to go see him and like all of those sweet gestures and like really like where's the I don't know fighting for Charlie. Yeah. Um in a sweet way. And then yeah, words of affirmation definitely she really like falls for how encouraging Charlie is I think and like even after their initial meeting like she's heartbroken in the car and he like makes her laugh 
And I think that shows just like how much she needed uplifting words. So I just think I agree with you. The words of affirmation she definitely needs. And I think we see it in how encouraging Charlie is. Mm -hmm. And just like how validating his words are for her. Even like in their initial meeting in the car, like she's heartbroken and then he like can make her laugh. Yeah. I think that says a lot about what she needs and how to console her. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like too, like, With Charlie, I really feel like he gives quality time because all of these nice moments that we see between Kat and Charlie, it's always just the two of them talking and spending time together, like sitting on a couch or or walking together. But I feel like he needs physical touch because if I'm being honest, I look at Charlie and I'm like, what was the last time you you had sex? What was the last time you you just made out with someone (laughs) just because it was fun? Like, I, I could see him just needing that, just to relax and to be reassured and just to let his guard down and enjoy the moment. He needs physical touch. Yeah, I totally agree with the quality time. Like, he's, like, adamant on hanging out with her without her entourage there. Yeah. And, like, won't open up until it's just one-on-one, them together, which is, I mean, I totally relate to that. (laughs) That's so funny you said physical touch, because, like, I truly did not think of Charlie as sexual in any way. (laughs) I know, Like, this character is just, like, (laughs) I don't know, like, the blob of, like, I don't know, just (laughs) romance, I guess, but, like, nothing, like, physical, like, ever comes to mind. Even when they kiss, I'm like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so with that then, Mercedes, do you think this couple lasts in five years? I don't think so. I think it's such a whirlwind romance and it's such a quick turnaround. She was just about to get married to somebody else. And even if that relationship wasn't what she thought it was, they both seem a little blind to the future in a lot of ways. And he, from the beginning, is just so hesitant on her lifestyle. And like I think through time would want to change that for her. And she's so comfortable with the way that she lives her life in such a public manner that like yeah. it just doesn't align. I literally agree with you word for word that I don't even have anything to add because you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great because then we can move on to Heartthrob. I want to know, Mercedes, of this whole star-studded cast, Who would you take home to introduce to your friends and your loved ones? Oh, my God. The joy I would have to befriend and bring home Kat as, like, my new bestie because she really does play a fictionalized J-Lo. So, like, I would be living my childhood dream of being like, this is my best friend, J-Lo. Yep. This is my best friend, Kat. And I (laughs) I would be like, come hang out with my family. We all love you. We all know all your songs. Absolutely. (laughs) You know what's funny is mine would actually be Parker, who was played by Sarah Silverman. I just thought she was so funny. She was so fun. She was such a ride or die type of friend. And I feel like mm-hmm. she'd fit really good into my friend group because I have I have really loyal friends. And like I said, I'm also a loyal person and I need people like that. Parker just seems like a good person to have around and she's fun and she's funny. So yeah, I love that pick. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, OK, guys, traditionally we have always played Mary Screw Kill, but we just kind of want to change this game a little bit and make it more of our own version, one that feels more in line with like our dating life. So instead of Mary Screw Kill, we're going to play Mary Smooch Ghost. <laughs> so we're going to say who we would marry, who we would smooch, and who would we ghost. Okay, here are the three people we're saying is. Oh my goodness. Charlie, Bastion, Jimmy Fallon. Go. Oh my God. <laughs> I, this is crazy, but <laughs> I think I would marry Bastion. <laughs> Because Maluma's so beautiful. And then, oh, I, <laughs> this is so hard. I guess I would smooch Charlie and then ghost Jimmy Fallon. I don't know. Those two are a little tricky for me because both I am not into. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is a movie we're going to have to do in the future because I am obsessed with this movie. Fever Pitch is one of my favorite movies. Oh my and if you don't remember, 
It is stars Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. One of the best rom-coms I've ever seen. I don't know why. I just, I love it. Jimmy Fallon, just like Justin Long, has a direct line to my funny bone. Every word that comes out of his mouth, I laugh hysterically, can't uncontrollably laughing hysterically. So I would marry Jimmy Fallon in a heartbeat. Literally, you could put anyone on this list and Jimmy Fallon would still be my number one person who I would marry. Wow. I love that man so much. I love him so much. And he has just such a quirky manner and I don't know what it is. Okay, I'm marrying Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to smooch Charlie because like I said, I still love Owen Wilson. Still love him. He's still my boy. And I'm going to ghost Bastion, mostly because I had no idea who Maluma was before this. <laughs> wow. So I have no ties to him, whereas, like, Jimmy and Owen have been in my life for a minute. He's so beautiful. <laughs> I love when he says, when he calls um, Charlie Albino at the beginning. He's like, you really going to go with this albino? I was like, oh, my God, that's funny. <laughs> that was very funny. I was like, am I thinking yeah. that right? <laughs> okay, guys, before we wrap it up, we always love to bring in a pop culture moment. And I'm curious, like, so this movie obviously is very new, but what have you yeah. seen, Mercedes? You are the queen of memes. You got your masters in memes. Oh like, what God. is something that you've seen around around the internet that caught your attention? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, we you touched on this earlier, but, like, it is so interesting how aligned Kat's character is with J-Lo's real life. Yeah. And, like, here's this megastar with, like, an incredibly public life whose career is mapped by her romantic narratives. Like, her yeah. whole timeline of her professional life centers around these exes that are just like stamped and marked on her timeline and it's so interesting to me because I don't know especially this past year where like we're seeing this Benefer revival like Ben and Jen together again (laughs) it was just so interesting where like there's just been so yeah there's been so many narratives around her romantic life especially in the last year Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like so much of her identity with celebrity is captured in this character of Kat. Yeah. And also her tackling this whole narrative of like celebrity gossip and celebrity romance. It's so interesting. Like, I wonder if she felt emotional working on this movie. Like if she was like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, like this is getting this in a little too close to home type of thing. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's an interesting thought, you know, and I wonder if that's maybe too, because I read that she was so involved with this character. And I yeah. wonder if that's why, too, like maybe this character was even written just like based off of her. Like they knew that Jayla was going to play this character. So they wrote it based off of like her life, yeah. which I think is really interesting. But I was on TikTok yesterday and one of my favorite creators was talking about how this movie didn't perform well at the box office. And she says because it's literally called Marry Me at a time where our generation has a least amount of marriage rates ever in human history like marriage rates have declined the most because of us like than ever before since generations of like the human race started which is kind of sad if you think about it (laughs) and like they literally came out with a movie called marry me during this time and she was just talking about how it's almost like you didn't want the movie to do well because of just the the time that we're in right we're even discussing like i think uh There are like economists who are discussing how there's going to be a huge economy crisis in the future because there's going to be there's not going to be a lot of people on the planet because so many of us are not having kids. And so at some point in the future, we're not going to have enough people to have jobs and keep the world like going because just like no one's having (laughs) kids anymore. And that just makes me sad. <laughs> this is such a bleak fact. Oh, my gosh. I will say this creator that I like, she is kind of bleak. So <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but I just thought I, that was very interesting. 
It is interesting. Also, like, the amount of times they play the Marry Me song in this movie is crazy. Marry me, marry me. Marry me. And that's the only part I know. <laughs> I don't. Like, that's... <laughs> that's a catchy part. That's the part that they want that's stuck funny. in your head. <laughs> yeah, I will say, like, all criticisms aside, if a celebrity couple ever did put on, like, a media spectacle spectacle this crazy as a concert wedding, mm-hmm. I would be attending. I would mm. love it. I would I eat that up. I love a good celebrity media spectacle. It's so fun because I'm like, this is delusions. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm obsessed. And it's it's just fun. The only people I would do this for is if Brian and Angelina got back together. They were my favorite oh, celebrity wow. couple and I was heartbroken when I heard that they were together. If for some reason oh. that rekindled, I would be there in a heart and they like opened it up to the public, I would be there in a heartbeat. I would spend all of my life savings to be there. Wow. I love Brad and Angelina. I love them so much. <laughs> I don't think I have a big celebrity couple that I ever was a fan of. I think I liked Scott and Courtney Kardashian at the time, but then I'll rewatch Kardashians now and I'm like, oof, maybe should not have been watching this at 13, but whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe know the Nemesis Stone is like another oh, one. Oh, that's Love a good them. one. Love good. them. I'm, I'm oh, you happy that's good. Happy this. Who? Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan. Uh, they were great. Yeah. Jenna Dewan. Yeah. They were yeah, great. I loved uh, them. Also, yeah. No, I was just going to say, if anyone out there is a fan of any, like, celebrity, normal person love story, and you also, like, are a reader, I'd check out Mary H.K. Choi's book, Permanent Record. It's, like, a YA love story between a celebrity and, like, a normal guy living in, like, Brooklyn or Queens. And it's just cute. So if you need, <laughs> if you need something new, it's fun. This, is, this movie also has a lot of similarities to Notting Hill, too, just, like, with the celebrity oh, yes. love for the yeah. person. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking I that, that the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> But guys, we want to hear what you were thinking. Did you like this movie? Did you see it? Was it your Valentine's Day movie? Uh, do you love JLo? What do you think? Please rank her best rom-coms in order. Yes. Slide it to our DMs at Cute. Again, I'm Kendra. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Ken10Hollywood. Yes, and I'm Mercedes. You can find me at MercedesGB11 at IG, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you're looking for new rom-coms, follow Meet Cute wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow Meet Cute on socials everywhere. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.